This is Coffee After Dark, episode three. I'm Nikolai. And I'm Sabatha. I need a better segue. <laughs> so, um, remember whenever we read the Newsletter Ninja book? Yes. I never realized how important it was to respond to emails when you're on the newsletter. When you're on somebody's newsletter, like how much that counts in the background. Oh, yeah. Now that... For, like, newsletter authority. Of course. So I've never responded to newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't. Well, exactly. And so, but after reading that book, I was like, holy crap, that's super important. And so I've been responding to newsletters. Yes. Um, that I'm subscribed to, because I'm probably subscribed to, like, 100 authors' newsletters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Best face ever. I download a lot of free books, which gets me on a bunch of newsletters. Right. And then I stay on them because what if that turns out to be my next favorite author and I don't even know yet? This is, I mean, this is how you have found everybody you like, so. Exactly. So I've been responding to people's newsletters and um, I would say it's about 50-50 on if they reply back to my reply. You have people that aren't replying to your Yeah, there's some people that don't reply to my reply. It's about a 50-50. Those people you, are not managing their news. you reply news. to all your replies? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm replying. Even if they just say something like, thanks for the share. Like, I am definitely <laughs> replying to that email. <sighs> so if you would like to hear from me, you can always <laughs> sign up at nakvalter.com and I will reply to all your emails. <laughs> so, um... Anyways, it's been super awesome to see how excited authors are that I'm replying to their emails. You might be the only person <laughs> replying in some cases. But I'm horrible at small talk, so I have nothing to say. So we can't, like, have a conversation via email because I'm just replying so that way I can help their email authority. You're such I should, a nice person. <laughs> I should probably type that in, like, a, a quote. <laughs> this replies just to help your email authority, just so you know... You know, sending that as an email reply <laughs> would probably be um, something someone would smile at. <laughs> so I have, like, all these random conversations <laughs> going on with different authors, but I have nothing to say because I'm just not a small talker. <laughs> Super hilarious. But it's so awesome because I know it makes their day because of how they, like, the words that they, they use. They're super excited that I've replied to them. Yeah. So I'm going to keep doing it, but maybe it's good small talk practice for me. I'm only on a handful of newsletters, and I would argue probably half the time I reply to the email. Um, Unless it's just one of the, uh, like, sales notifications, Mm -hmm. right? But if it's an email that is something about them trying to get engagement, I respond to about half of those. Okay. Because otherwise I wouldn't be following. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. You don't ever log into the Acne Cafe email, but there's... I do not. I've got newsletter galore going on. Yeah, I... It's a a whole beast. I have outsourced all of that, too. But, so, if you're on newsletters, reply to them, and they'll reply back to you. Absolutely. Even if you're having a bad day, just reply to them, and then it'll be like you have tons of friends, because they're all replying back to you. (laughs) That is interesting to think that I might be the only person replying to them. I didn't think about it like that. And that's why they're so excited. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the size. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, most of the ones that I... Since I'm getting like their free books off of BookFunnel and stuff, a lot of them are the new up-and-coming mm-hmm. indie-published authors. And so I'm assuming that they're still 
building their network of fans and whatever. So I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I would say um, about one in a hundred will respond. So it's not a high response rate. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me feel better. I'm going to keep doing it. So what do you want to talk about next? So do you remember that book that I was telling you about with the guy that draws the aliens? Strange Planet. It's like a coffee table book. It's the comics. Yes. Okay. So apparently now that I've been on this coffee table book kick on Amazon, Mm -hmm. I found a new one and it's homophones. Do you know what homophone is? Uh, Where two words sound alike. Yes, but they mean separate things yeah, like and they're Gear usually spelt different. Yeah. Okay. Yay! I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I can remember basic English class. <laughs> so there's this Facebook page called Homophones Weekly. Oh, okay. And it's spelt like week as in uh, week in strength. Yes. Okay. So uh, they're publishing a coffee table book. Oh, nice. And he does drawings um, of different homophones and he puts them up each week. It is the best thing ever. And so now we're just going to start a collection of comic coffee table books. Okay. Of strange content. (laughs) So I'm going to be purchasing that book along with Strange Planet Book. (laughs) That one will be fun. I'm super curious if it's going to be complete new content that he hasn't ever posted on uh, any of his pages, or if it's going to be a mix of new content and old content. Yeah, content. Like when people do books of their comics, I wonder how much of it is recycled and how much of it is new. Because I mean, they already have a platform; they've been posting their comics for you know years, and then they decide to put a book out. Do they sit down and draw a whole new book, or do they do a mix and match? The only two I've seen, it was a rehash. It was like a whole season, basically, rolled into the book uh, with a small amount of new content put in the back. And then a lot of like behind the scenes sketching, right? So there was a lot of content, but it wasn't a fully developed panel or a strip. Right. It, it was more of the mess ups, the sh- stuff that got cut because it wasn't correct, those type of things. Um, I've seen a lot of photos of like behind the scenes actually in the studio. Oh, yeah. Because I would buy a book that was literally just the content that they've put on the page. Right. Because I would want that, you know, physically instead of just on the internet. So I feel like it would sell either way, whether it was new or not new. I agree. Yeah. Um, Especially if they have a large enough platform where they're able to understand I'm guaranteed to sell this many so they can get a large enough print run to drive down their own costs so then they can sell at a reasonable price. Oh, right. That's a good point. Uh, that, that's the only downside to being an indie author is print runs. Yeah. So if you could pick a fantasy world that you could build a house for, like if you were going to build a house mm-hmm. and you wanted to build it, like replicate something out of a fantasy book that you read, which book would you pick? Oh, Lord what? of the Rings, Elrond's House. Done. <laughs> <laughs> There, there, I'm not wow. even sure there's a second. Yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> that was fast. Yeah, the House of Elrond. I'll, I'll just take that, please. Have you seen all of the um, Hobbiton houses that are all over popping up in the U.S. and other countries? People are building yeah. Hobbit houses. Yeah, because they're based off of Earthships. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Not that I would really want to live in a dirt mound, but I'm, it's super cool that somebody else wants to live in a dirt mound. Yeah. The smaller ones, like the the small homes that are then put into the hills. Yeah. Um, they're like cute or whatever. But the actual large earth ships that are you know two thousand square feet, half of which is a front garden, those are amazing. Um, I'm really into the idea of being able to live out in the middle of the desert, but not need AC because you're using natural earth uh, cooling mechanisms. But isn't there just dirt everywhere? Well, like, don't you have a dirt floor and dirt walls? Like, uh, well, I mean, you can choose to put it in concrete, or you can use stone. Uh, you also pack it, and then you plaster it. Oh, so it's not okay. Yeah, it's not like being on a dirt floor. Now. <laughs> It's a, that it would get windy inside your house and there would just be dirt flying everywhere so everything would just have a layer of dirt on it. No, no, Super no. dirty. It's fully encapsulated. So when you walk inside, you're almost in an airtight container. Okay. That uh, sounds a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're aware of that I would do the Adams Family House. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, anywhere that comes with a graveyard. I think it is very safe to live next to a graveyard. Nobody's going to steal from the house that is next to the graveyard. This is true. You probably avoid egging on Halloween. Exactly. Have you heard about the um, trees, people being turned into tree pods and then... Oh, when you die? ...become a tree? Yes. And so instead of having a haunted graveyard, which is just like cement and chemicals from embalming and all of that, you have a haunted forest. Oh, like the Japanese suicide forest? No, it's... No. Oh. <laughs> Hypothetically haunted. <laughs> well, I said where the trees are the people. <laughs> and so then you're like, instead of going to visit their grave plot, which is just like, you know, them in the ground, you're going to visit your tree. Oh, but okay. then nobody's going to cut down that forest to make like paper or whatever people use to cut down forests because you can't cut down your Uncle Jim. That'd be pretty cool. So you're saving the forests while creating a bit of creepiness. So then it's giving the goths somewhere to go and appreciate nature. <laughs> For when you're goth but need to be green. I'm just saying that it's the best idea I have ever seen. And I am pro turning people into trees. I don't know. There's the other company that'll turn you into pencils. <laughs> Which I feel is fitting. So when I die, you can turn me into pencils. Oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine writing with one of your relatives? Exactly. Because <laughs> you can turn me into can pencils. Can I borrow your pencil? Yeah, this is my Uncle Jim. <laughs> yeah, turn me into a pencil, and then you could donate my pencils to different universities. It would be like in Star Trek... Whenever they sell off the... Um, oh, the Ferengi? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but instead of selling off a piece of them, you're selling off pencils that are them, so then it's usable, not just a shelf ornament. How much gold press latinum is a pencil of me worth? <laughs> Probably very little. <laughs> a third of a bar. <laughs> a third bar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or the people that get... Um, the service where you can cut off your loved one's tattoos and get them turned into a canvas, like in a frame. Have you heard yes. of that? That is. Super I did not amazing. know that was a service. I thought you had to like go to special places to get it done. No, I think it's a service. Okay. 
It might not be in the U.S. I don't know about that. Because I know that U.S. has, you know, super weird things with... Uh, How to handle the dead. Yes. Yeah. I think it would be super awesome to go into people's houses and see body parts. Their tattoos, the skin around, and be like, what's that movie? Um, with the little lotion in the basket. Oh, Silence of the Lambs? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like that, but less creepy. Less creepy. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be doing it yourself, and you wouldn't be wearing it. It'd be on your wall, but it's the same concept. I suppose that skin is voluntary. <laughs> is it, though? Because did they have to sign a waiver saying that you're allowed to do that to them? Or are people in the background, your family, being like, I would need that tattoo on my wall. I would like to take that before you bury that. Who's getting their skin tattooed and isn't on board with having their skin then turned into permanent art? I, a lot of people. I showed that to some of my tattooed friends. Uh-huh. Because I thought it was super cool. And they were like, no thanks. Yeah, no, that's that's the whole design for the back piece. Like, yeah. Yeah. I am 100% on board with my skin being tanned into leather <laughs> for permanent art display. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to ship my body to the UK to have this happen. <laughs> Maybe not. Just put it in your will. See what happens. And then I'll put Oh, yes, because I will see what happens. <laughs> and I'll put it in my will to not do that to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so that way it'll counterbalance your will just in case we die in the same accident. The only way we're dying in the same accident is if the sailboat goes under. <laughs> <laughs> then they're not going to have a body for you because you're going to be shark bait anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so it won't even matter. <laughs> I read a story about a girl that was able to get the sperm of her boyfriend um, taken out of his dead body without his consent. I am not okay with that. (laughs) His family was not okay with it either, and it was a huge court battle. How did she win? On what grounds? Um, I think it was just the judge decided because uh, she... um, And boyfriend, not not married. It wasn't married. It was boyfriend. But they had been together a long time. Yeah, we've been together a long time, but you you can't just take my sperm from my dead body. (laughs) It is on record. I am not okay with this. I don't want your sperm. I am one and done. (laughs) Yes, one and done is the right way to approach that. (laughs) Super creepy. But that goes into that whole thing about what claim do you have over your body when you are unconscious or dead? Like that thing I was telling you about with the uh, universities using... Um, people that are in surgery unconscious. Oh, right. For, for unneeded their... uh, pelvic exams. Yeah. Just so that the students get practice. Yeah. Yeah. That is really creepy to think about. Well, in any other circumstance, that's rape. <laughs> well, exactly. And the story that I was reading, the girl um, woke up from the anesthesia while mm-hmm. it was happening to yep. her. And she was a rape survivor. And so she instantly started blood curdling screaming and like freaking out. That would make sense. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's, like, that's traumatizing. The only thing I'll say is I'm sure that they signed a waiver. Like, I'm sure it's buried in the paperwork. exactly, because anytime we go to the doctor, we sign, like, 8,000 pieces of paper that it would take you all day to read all the fine print. Yep. So I updated the Discord server with all of the prizes for our reading challenge for the month of July. And I have a lot more prizes than I thought I was going to. Good. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm dividing about into first, second, and third place. And um, I think each place has at least um, six prizes. Mm -hmm. And I think each place also has some sort of box set in one of those prizes. So it's almost like 10 books per place. And I also have some other authors that I'm not fully confirmed with. So it could be even more prizes. And I was thinking I was going to come up short on uh -huh. prizes, but it turns out <clears throat> I have a plethora of prizes. Did you decide if we're doing signed copies? Yes, I did put a signed copy of Ren's Tale for first, second, and third place. Good. And then there are some other authors that have also donated signed copies of their books. Awesome. So it's going to be a mix of physical books and uh, ebooks. Right. Are you cleaning out all of the giveaways that we had? Yes. Good. All of those I divided up. So that's like 11. And then I've uh, purchased a few more ebook gift codes. Right. For some different box sets that have been um, uh, new released this month and last month. Okay. But um, it's going to be super easy for people to win because any review is going to be an entry. Mm -hmm. And so if they, they don't even have to post the review like on Amazon. It could be a uh, review post on their Instagram page or their Facebook. They just have to link us to it, so it has to be public because we have to be able to see it. Okay. And so if you read one book, you could technically have like five entries because you could review it on Amazon, Goodreads, BookBub, and then your Instagram and your Facebook page or Twitter or if you did a YouTube video on it. Or their blog. Or their blog. Yeah. So that's like eight. Yeah, exactly. So... It's just going to be a review-heavy month. But they can also get entries by inviting people. So for every person that they invite to the Discord server, they get an entry. And all of this is still contingent on hitting the 50, or you decided... No, that's that's a separate thing. Oh, that's Once a... we hit the 50 members on our Discord server, uh -huh. then I'm going to start doing a weekly giveaway of something bookish, either a ebook or bookmark something like like something book related right <laughs> or book itself every friday just as like a discord giveaway so you have to be a member to win and it'll just be a weekly giveaway like we did back in the day on the blog when mm -hmm. we were doing the daily giveaways it's gonna be like that but a, something better <laughs> Not that those books weren't good, but I mean, some of it will be physical uh, product, not just e-product. Okay, so e-books plus physical books plus swag? Yeah, whatever I happen to come across that week. Oh, like the uh, bookmarks you're going to be making? Yes. Cool. So, it's just going to be giveaway galore. But the... Um, booked summer reading challenge only for the month of July and so they have to be on discord to post their entries but it'll go from July 1st to the 31st and then we'll tally the entries and shower somebody with a lot of books well three people with a lot of books <laughs> so right now if everybody participated they'd have a 1 in 10 chance of winning basically <laughs> There's more than 10 people in our Discord server. Well, no, there's like 30. And so, and, and like, I'm not Oh, counts. no, authors count. Authors can also participate because it's just reviews. Oh, okay. So literally anyone can get entries and win because authors are readers. So they obviously want book swag too. 
Yes. So, so anyone can participate and win. So unlike the other challenge that I'm participating in, which is only fantasy books, this will be fantasy and sci-fi. I think I did do that stipulation. Now I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's who needs the reviews. So that's who they should be reading. This is true. But I was articulating today that um, how important it is for indie authors to get reviews because um, reviews can literally make or break an indie author's new release. Oh, yeah. Especially within the first month, like in that first week, if they don't get the 20 reviews that they need, it can just be a downward trajectory from there. Plus, then it'll ruin newsletter sign up. I mean, uh, what do you call those? Newsletter promotion things that right. they end up signing up for that have review requirements. And then all of the secret bots that get turned off and on and blah, blah, blah. So if you're reading indie authors, you need to be reviewing them. 100%. That's what this challenge is about. No, that's <laughs> Promoting fun. reviews. But I'm also trying to empower people to be confident in their ability to review. Yeah, I think that's a big reason why readers don't leave a review. Because is, they're nervous. Yeah, yeah, they think they're supposed to be writing a book report from high school. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it also doesn't help that you see a lot of those reviews on Goodreads. Like, if you go and just read through books, like, it's like a new synopsis of the book. Right. And that's that's not a review. Like, I don't want a rehashing of what the author already did in the blurb. I want to know how you felt about the book. And so that's, no matter what you're saying about the book... I think that it's vital for you to say it. And really, I just want to know three major questions. I want to know how you felt about the characters, if they were like solidly written characters, if you loved them, you hated them, if they had a good character arc, or if they had a great growth, or like whatever. I just want to know how you felt about the characters, then how you felt about the overall story, if it was a solid story, if you liked it, if it made you laugh, made you cry, like whatever, how you felt about it. And then, if you would read the author's next book. Like, are you looking forward to their next release? Yeah, I would say that's the deciding factor. Right? Yeah, because if, if you answer all of those questions, it tells me what I need to know about the book. Like, if I'm going to enjoy it or not, because I already know what I want to see in a book from characters and plot and whatever. And then, also, if you are willing, like, if you are excited about their next book, that tells me so much. Yeah. Because that means that whatever you read was super awesome and you want to read more of their writing. Yeah, I really like seeing the reviews that are all, damn, the next book is not out. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm trying to empower people to leave reviews and not care about like the nerve wracking of, is this good enough? It's good enough. Like oh, yeah. Whatever you write, if you write a sentence, you write a paragraph, whatever it is that you are comfortable saying about the book is good enough for other readers to get what they need from it. Yeah, I don't think people are going around judging others based <laughs> on the reviews they left. Exactly, because really all you're doing is you're trying to find people that uh, read books that you like so that way you can follow their reviews and then you can be like, oh, you liked this book and hated this book? So did I. Let's share our book list and see. And from an author perspective, I've appreciated every review I got, even if it was a one star. Because every review has something in there that I can learn from and try and improve. Exactly. And sometimes the one star is they didn't like what I was going after, which obviously in order for someone to love what I'm doing, there will be those that have to hate it. 
Well, exactly, because not everybody's going to like the same books. Exactly. So, so if, as long as they're hating the right things, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's when they start hating things that I did not anticipate. Yeah, exactly. So go and review books. <laughs> That's what I've been telling everybody. Everybody's all like, I don't want to post a review. I'm all nervous about it. I'm like, just do it. Go do it. And then I've also been telling people that you can change your name on your Amazon profile. Oh, right. Uh, in your uh, screen thing. So if you just want to be like Purple Stars Reviews or what, you know what I mean? Like you can change it to whatever. And then it gives you that layer of security. Because I know like on Goodreads, it'll be like people will be like book lovers reviews or what, like they'll put their book blog name or whatever. Uh-huh. And so it's not their real name on there. So it's a le- it's a layer of privacy and confident confidence building built in to your reviewing. So then you don't have to be as well, my name's on it. Everybody's going to know that I did this review, blah, blah, blah. No, you just do whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm so bad at making up names. Whatever. Fantasy book reader. <laughs> but where you could just do your initials or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but Create a level of an- anonymity. Exactly. Or you can just... I, actually, Amazon does let you just put anonymous. They let you um, in settings somewhere. I don't know where. But I know that you can check box it to where it doesn't show your name and it just shows the word anonymous oh cool and so they know that you're a real person doing all the stuff that has to be done to review because now you have to spend $50 every 12 months or within a 12 month period before you're allowed to leave reviews I don't know if you knew that okay well it's a thing now they don't let you leave reviews unless you spend $50 within a 12 month period okay Um, so they can validate that but then on your review it says anonymous I most certainly am spending $50 in a 12-month period. <laughs> I've never had to worry about that. But I know that there's a lot of people that are on ARC teams that review, but don't spend money on Amazon or don't spend $50 on Amazon. Okay. And so, but I don't know if KU counts towards that because, you know, you're spending $10 a month on KU. So then, you know, hey. within five months, you're spending $50. So I don't know if that counts towards that. I, it should. I hope it does. Yeah. Like a service. Yeah. Yeah. They're making money. That's what I feel, but I don't know. They've and that would be perfect down. because you want your KU people to leave a review. Yeah, but they, KU doesn't show up as verified, though, which makes me mad because they verifyingly downloaded it. And Amazon knows it, and they know it, and so I feel like it should be verified, but I guess it's because they don't own it. I don't know. But reviews are super trusted, and so I like they have to be on top of it yeah. because I think it's... A, um, the majority of the population views reviews as if it's their friend telling them. As a consumer, about the product. I have no complaints on how Amazon handles their reviews. Yeah, like they, they, I want them to not be phony. Exactly. <laughs> Especially on products. Like, yeah. I'm looking at those reviews and I'm deciding whether or not to buy this. I want it to be like I want to be able to trust those people that they actually have it at their house. And as an author, them. the handful of times I've been affected is not the end of the world. <laughs> it's not going to make or break me. Exactly. So, But we also have a post on um, our blog that is how to write easy reviews. Oh, yes. And you'll leave that in the show notes below? Yes. Cool. <laughs> I don't even know where you belowed to. <laughs> the doobie doo 
Yes, it's the pointing, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave it under the table. <laughs> oh, That's sorry. from the Vlogbrothers. <laughs> a lot of people do that now, though. That's like the common way in YouTube to point to it. Yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's always going to be below you. <laughs> but you're not on YouTube, so it just was really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, this audio will end up on YouTube. Just not our video. <laughs> Yeah, so you're telling me to post the show notes under the table. I'll do that. There you go. <laughs> this has been Coffee After Dark with Nikolai. And Sabatha.